Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Beebe. And I'm John George. There he is. And I'm a big boy. He's, I'd say, the largest boy in the room currently. Thank you. Um, John. Is that a compliment or in a bad way? I, I would say <laughs> if one of us is to be described as big, you would generally be in the good way and I would generally be in the bad way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> good way to start off the pod oh yeah first episode ever yeah first episode john what is this what is this podcast why did you lock me in this room so basically i locked you in here because you kept trying to run away um because i wanted to record a podcast because we just saw a movie together mm. and you're like no why do we have to always record a podcast for everything we do john yeah <laughs> it's podcasts <laughs> all the way down with this guy you can't eat a sandwich without him asking you to do a podcast about it i mean that was and a his good sandwiches, sandwich it, they're awful john it's <laughs> turkey on bread just it's tell the always people. turkey just on tell bread the people. all right so it was it was bread and he put turkey on it it was very dry <laughs> i think the bread was a little bit stale and now we have to podcast about it did you want cheese yes why cheese why? mayo anything would have been better it's too much oh my god <laughs> this is a podcast about movies <laughs> as you can see um do we should we go into the origin of why it's called big boy movies or should it just be yeah. a weird name i i mean the name is great but yeah. the reason it's called big boy movies is because uh john george is a big movie buff i'd say more than so than i and uh you know i'm a big nerd and i love superheroes and i enjoy the marvel movies and comic books and uh those are normal movies. Yeah, the regular movies for the normies yeah. like me. Uh, but John is a big fan of those uh, Oscar baiters, as they call them. Um, <laughs> the uh, the ones that will get in your head, the ones that require people to scream and cry and act instead of just sort of jump around in front of a green screen. And so uh, I, I would make fun of John saying that he would only watch big boy movies uh, because <laughs> the rest of us are watching little dumb baby movies. Yeah, um, according to me. <laughs> yeah. So I've decided I'll, I'm willing to embark on this journey of big boy movies with John. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because the our main movie today we were talking about is decidedly not, not a big boy movie. Yeah, but uh, not. maybe we'll find some truth uh, within our, our movie. But first, we're going to talk about... Uh, so some movies that we've watched over the past week that we didn't see together uh, that John and I are just dying, dying oh, yeah. to podcast about. So that's probably going to be every week we're going to go over the last week of movies. Every week we're going to sit down and watch a movie together mm -hmm. and then podcast about that movie mainly. Yeah, could deconstruct be a, it. Could be a current movie. Could be any a movie from any time. Mm. Um, I believe the criteria is hopefully we both haven't seen it before. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, besides that movie, we're going to talk about movies we saw in the last week because I am seeing a lot of movies lately and I want to talk about them somewhere. All right. What'd you watch last week, John? I watched, so I was on an airplane. Um, the best place to watch movies. Yeah, of course. Uh, sometimes I absolutely, hate, sometimes the people in front of me are watching movies I want to watch. Mm. And so the movie I'm watching and I'm like, that's probably like the most ideal way to watch movies <laughs> is on the screen in front of you on the plane. And then I realize, oh no, that's that movie I really want to see bad. I can't spoil it for myself. It's funny. Actually, Stanley Kubrick uh, famously said once that like he wished that everyone got to watch his movies uh, on a screen in front of them on a plane with no sound. Did he really? Yeah, he recorded uh, all this footage on tiny little film, <laughs> uh, roughly the size of a, a plain television screen. Wow. Uh, just so we could all get the full cinematic experience uh, of what he was creating. 
Dang, Stanley Kubrick is is Ahead a of big his time. boy. Yeah. He's a big oh, boy. Oh, he was the biggest boy, John. <laughs> he was so big. Honorary big boy Stanley Kubrick. Maybe he'll be yeah. on the show one yeah, day. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see if we can get him on the show. Maybe we can put him on like a wall or something. Yeah. We'll put an honorary on. big boy wall. Yeah. We'll put him maybe we'll put him on the cover art eventually and we'll do an honorary <laughs> big boy every year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on a plane. I saw two movies because the plane ride from Michigan to California is long. Mm-hmm. The first one I saw was titled "What If." Uh, have you seen this movie? Do you have you heard? No, of it I believe I heard about it at D twenty three. Right, it's a Marvel show now called "What If." N- yes, that's what you're talking about. The D twenty three Disney course. Marvel show. This is the prequel to that. Okay, it's a 2013 Michael Dow's movie. Oh, Michael Dow, your favorite director. Uh, director of Stuber, if anyone saw the recent Stuber. Oh, of course. I'm sure everyone saw Stuber. How could you not? Yeah, I haven't. And director of Goon, the movie where that one guy is a hockey player and he fights people. I've never heard of that, but I do like the name Goon. Yeah, it's a good name. That's what we should call this podcast. It was a pretty good movie, too. Goon movies. <laughs> <laughs> We're a couple of goons and we watch movies. Um, I don't have that much to say about this one. It had Adam Driver in it. Always good. Um, it had Daniel Radcliffe in it, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, varying levels of quality, and um, it was a rom com. Okay, that was what, what was the what if? Did they answer it? Did they answer that question? It was like, what if being friends has its benefits? That's like the, the oh, that's like the lot. The tag. so Adam Driver and Daniel Radcliffe go back and forth on whether or not they should bang the whole movie. Yes, and then this girl is just there. And okay. It's very weird. Like the girl's just there and is like. <laughs> so is the whole movie just like, what if we're gay? <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's him and this girl, and she's she's dating. She's in a five year relationship, mm. and they're falling in love. But she's like, no, we're just friends because mm, I'm in friend love. zoned again. Yeah, Gamers friend rise zone. up. Basically, Daniel Radcliffe's friend zoned the entire movie until he actually grows a pair of balls. Oh yeah became an alpha male a chad and he flies to some oh wait i'm spoiling this i don't want to spoil it okay no spoilers would you recommend what if i gave it three stars out of five okay which is a good by definition three stars is the lowest you can get while still being good okay that's fair that's the majority of the stars yeah and uh I mean, if you're looking for a cute rom-com to see with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, mm-hmm. just throw this on. Harry yeah. Potter's in it. You could be like, hey, Harry Potter's yeah. in it. Oh, dude, there's so many good jokes to make. Every time Daniel Radcliffe shows up, you say, hey, that's Harry Potter. Every time Adam Driver shows up, you say, hey, that's Adam Driver. What's he been in? <laughs> um, yeah, dude. it's You could woo a woman. Oh, yeah. That's like jokes. the first track of your comedy album. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you kill it. Hey, that's Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> uh, and then I saw Snowpiercer. Okay. Um, for the first time. And I had, uh, in college, I had gotten this spoiled to me via PowerPoint presentation by one of my professors. Oh, nice. So I already knew what happened at the end of Snowpiercer. Uh, so that was holding me back from seeing this movie, which I is directed by one of my favorite directors, Bong Joon-ho. He's a Korean man. Yeah. Um, but I did not see it until until this airplane ride, and I enjoyed it. And Captain America eats babies. Captain America eats babies on a train, from what I understand. It's not actually; they don't actually film him doing it. Oh, he just talks about. I how thought he you, I thought you were going to say they're not actually on a train. Yeah, but, yeah, he God, eats babies, but let's not get crazy here. It's a green screen. This isn't real. <laughs> it's a fake train, guys. Don't worry. You won't have to watch a train in this movie if that's too dark for you. You really hate trains. And you're like, no, we've moved on to cars. Stop showing me trains. (laughs) Jesus Christ, is that a train? I told you never to show me that shit again. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's the opposite of what if. Don't yeah. show your significant other that yeah. like doesn't like trains. You're this. not going to get any good comedy out of that movie. Uh, but I would recommend this movie. It's on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for like five years, and um, I gave four stars. That that is always been one of those movies that's been on my list of things to watch and i've just never done it because i don't generally watch movies in my free time oops uh and so i'll i'll definitely check it out at some point yeah um also i highly recommend it's probably way far down on chris evans twitter feed at this point um but somebody made a video about how snowpiercer is the sequel to charlie and the chocolate factory and it's a fantastic video oh, and chris i've heard evans about that. tweeted about it yeah 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 I definitely saw that on Reddit like many, many moons ago. Yeah. Um, I feel like, BB, you should you should start reading some. I have four more. but Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I watched one movie this last week, and it was a movie I've seen like 500 times already. So it's there's not much new to say. I rewatched The Dark Knight. I've been on like a really big Batman kick recently, um, mainly because uh, The Secret's Out. I'm a huge Batman nerd. Um, I love Batman comics. He's my favorite superhero. He may be my favorite character in like all of fiction. Uh, I love Batman. I've been replaying all of the Arkham games recently, and I was like, ah, you know what was good? The Dark Knight. Uh, so I put that on my TV, and I'll tell you what, it still holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, acting's still great. Heath, Ledger, eh, Heath Ledger's performance is still great. Um, I would say the weakest thing about The Dark Knight is that Christian Bale's chin isn't super strong. Yeah. And so when he gets in the bat suit, it's like he has this very round opening around his mouth, and it looks kind of silly. <laughs> You know, say what you want about Ben Affleck. That man has a strong oh, jaw. Yeah. That dude's jaw is coming at you like Cleopatra. He's like the crimson chin from Fairly Oh, Opens. yeah. He should honestly just play the crimson chin next. <laughs> yeah, clearly, Batman didn't work for him. Maybe crimson yeah. chin would be good. Well, they've already done a live action Fairly Odd Parents. Mm, did they have Drake him in Bell. It? Do they have Crimson Chin in it? I don't remember. I just watched like the first five minutes of mm, it because okay. I was like, whoa, Drake Bell plays Timmy Turner in this <laughs> that movie. That sounds. When was that made? It was like four or five years ago that maybe was, that's too late six years ago they waited too long for that yeah drake bell is not 10 years old anymore <laughs> well he plays the older version of timmy turner it's literally called grow up timmy turner that's the title oh and he grows up into drake bell yeah okay <laughs> the dark knight of fairly odd parents yeah um yeah still good oh yeah uh i mean if you haven't seen it i recommend seeing it probably watch batman begins first it gives you a little bit more context i like batman begins a lot no batman i think all three movies are good i think dark knight rises has its weaknesses but overall i think it's good also like i like remembered mid watching the dark knight that heath ledger died and being like oh shit that's sad (laughs) and also really like well not necessarily that i forgot oh your computer's listening to us cortana shush uh it's not that I forgot. It was just, it sort of hit me in the middle of the movie. Like, oh yeah, he, they couldn't put him in the third one. Yeah. Like, he really should have been there. I mean, they basically say it at the end of the movie. Joker says to Batman, I think we're destined to do this forever. Spoilers. Um, spoilers, dude. In case you didn't know, Batman and the Joker are Came enemies for a long time. So. Yeah. 2008 spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I recommend it. You should watch it. Uh, yeah. You uh, watch anything else, John? Yeah, I want to talk about The Dark Knight for a second because that's one of my favorite movies ever. So, what's that? What's happening? What's that? What's happening? Oh my God, I'm getting a phone call. Hold on. Hello? Is that the bat signal? Oh. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's time for the Critics Corner? What? Oh. Is that a segment? Oh, thank God. It's time for the Critics Corner. The Critics Corner is here. It just walked in the door. It's. I've shaken hands with it. 
And uh, it's here. It's brought us a review of The Dark Knight. Uh, this segment, I'm going to call Critics Corner. Uh, you can take a seat right over there, Critics Corner. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to do is uh, I, I very thoroughly enjoy people talking on the internet. And uh, people, when they don't like a movie, generally will either give it the maximum number of stars or the, or the minimum. minimum. And the people who give it the minimum are usually very angry and like to let us know why. <laughs> and so uh, every week I'm going to try and find a really choice review uh, of one of the movies we talk about, whether or not it's the one we see together or one that we've watched this week. I could just not resist sharing with everyone this uh, one-star review of The Dark Knight yes. from Metacritic. Okay. This review was left in this June. This is an actual critic. Yes. No, this is a user. This oh, is a user this review. is a user review. No, gotcha, no, no. Gotcha, we, gotcha. <laughs> critics say their feelings and their opinions in ways that are that too is, good. Yeah. No, it's boring to me. Yeah. I want that raw emotion. Yeah. I want that good it, user review flavor. I don't want an essay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that being said, this one is fairly long. <laughs> uh, this Critics Corner review comes from Lou T., in uh, June out. of 2008, right after the movie had come out. Shout out, Lou. Yeah, shout out to Lou T. Thank you for leaving this review over 10 years ago. Uh, Lou says, in regards to The Dark Knight, Gotham is portrayed as a town full of sheep who can only be saved by some fearless leader in whom they all have to believe in, the same way that the Germans believed in Der Führer. <laughs> oh <my laughs> That's right, goodness. kids. Batman <laughs> is Hitler. There is no commentary, just huddled masses yearning to be saved. And who will save them? Maybe the district attorney? By prosecuting criminals? But no, he can't prevail against the evil Joker. So it has to be a super wealthy guy who is the head of a massive wep weapons manufacturing company and who moonlights as a gadget-driven crime fighter. So there's a few <laughs> things to deconstruct there in those first few sentences. I don't think Wayne Enterprises is a weapons yeah, development no, that's company. That's just a lie. Yeah, they they do have the R and D department. It's established in Batman Begins that like they used to they had like a contract with the military that like fell through and okay. they never did anything with. Um, and that's why they had like all those gadgets. Yeah, and they had all the the gadgets sort of left over and tucked away that yeah. no one was going to use. Um, but the DA guy, prosecuting criminals, not going to work against the Joker, of course. <laughs> yeah. He also apparently holds the purse strings to the DA guy, and the film has no problem with that. So let's face it, folks. Mr. Super Wealthy holds the fate of the city in his heavily armored hands. This is not the last time he will refer to Bruce Wayne as Mr. Super Wealthy. Mr. Super Wealthy. <laughs> and again, doesn't really hold the purse strings to the DA guy. He throws him a fundraiser in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Um, he's already been elected as the DA. Yeah. <laughs> to justify this monster, we need a greater monster, just like Cheney needs Bin Laden. <laughs> at the time, Cheney and Bin Laden were probably still going at it, like Batman and the Joker. Just, uh, Vice hadn't even come out yet yeah, when no. he wrote this review. <laughs> Cheney and Bin Laden, the perfect Batman-Joker analogy. That's where the Joker comes in. Mr. Super Wealthy even develops a system for spying on every single square inch of space within the entire city, all justified by Mr. Joker. Since he's also very bad. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Joker. <laughs> As if you, I didn't know if you knew, John. Joker is actually his last name. Oh. <laughs> Please. Mr. Joker is my father. <laughs> Call me Joker. <laughs> uh, and also in the movie, they bring up like how it's kind of messed up that they have that big spying device. Lucius does not like it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and they delete it at the end. 
yes, they destroy it at the end. In short, this film should be offensive to anyone who believes in our Constitution's Bill of Rights. Oh, of course. Yeah, true blood, true Americans will hate the Dark Knight. As for the drama, the plot is full of holes. You could drive a Batmobile through. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. Which the film does again and again, filling plot problems with a with gadgetry as needed, which is all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie's a big pot, plot pole. Wow, I can't speak. A big plot pole. It's a pole. big plot hole that they just keep filling with gadgets. Just yeah. throw the gadgets in, boys. <laughs> we got to fill these holes. I don't know what goes next, but let's just throw a gadget in there. I saw this on an IMAX screen, and the aerial city views were fantastic. Hence the one point in my rating. <laughs> he gave it one star for the establishing shots of Gotham City. And because he saw it in IMAX. If oh, he would have yeah. saw it in normal. He'd be like, what are these? City footage. <laughs> Disgusting. The one star thing was basically stock this footage dude, of a yeah, city. This dude must have loved planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mean a, a thing that's all just footage of things being flown around? <laughs> Sign me up. And Heath Ledger was very good at portraying a psychopathic criminal. But unfortunately, having a character with complete with completely insane behavior tends to liberate the plot from sensible constraints. And so what happens next trumps what did happen just about every time. My view seems to be in the minority. You could say that. <laughs> but if you saw this and liked it, and if you saw this and liked it after reading this, please ask yourself why. Oh God, I'm gonna have to do that now. All right, well, let's both. Uh, there's a, there's both two more sentences. This. Let me okay, get through. after this. We'll ask ourselves why. One more thing. Quite apart from its politics, I honestly thought it was a bore. Oh, he was bored. He was just he, bored. Yeah, he could have just said that. Yeah, he was bored, and <laughs> and he uh, he, you know, I'm wondering if. Uh, if, if he would have enjoyed a movie about Cheney and Bin Laden yeah. more. <laughs> well, that movie would have paid attention to our Constitution's Lou, Bill of Rights. Lou T, not have, happy with the Dark Knight. I have a film for you, Lou. It's called Vice. Yeah. See it. Oh, man. I should see if Lou... I can't now because it's just a screenshot. Oh. I should see if Lou ever saw Vice. Yeah. If he's still reviewing movies to this day. Yeah, true. I want to know what he thought of it. Yeah. Uh, why did why did we like Dark Knight? He makes know. a point, BB, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it was boring, I, right? I didn't think about how they just kept throwing gadgets into my holes, and <laughs> you know, just all of my holes filled with gadgets. You know, and how how Wayne Enterprises was actually just for weapons development, and Batman is Hitler. And Batman is Hitler. Yeah, the first dang <laughs> sentence he hits us with "Der Führer." <laughs> Batman um, is legit Hitler yeah, in this Batman man's is eyes. Gotham's Hitler, and and no one has said anything. So I'm proud of you, Luti, for finally standing up to that bastard Batman. I'm sure Batman's got tons of concentration camps at oh, the ready, dude. Yeah, no. I mean, remember that in Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, when Batman puts everyone in a concentration <laughs> yes, camp. Yeah, and says blood and soil. Yeah, that's basically he was partnered with Bane, and Bane was like, "No one's getting off this island." Of, yeah, yeah. I guess you. Could I was about say, to call it Pittsburgh because that's where it was kinda, shot. It was where kinda. it was shot. Oh yeah. Um, well, that's been Critics Corner. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, we can find more gems as good as this one. Yeah, because I, I found that and was very happy. Also, one of four users found this review helpful. So, oh well, shout out to that good. one of four. So, wait, the, what is the four? Like, oh, people can either say no or yes. I, I think, yes, there's a liking system. Okay. And one one of four people thought, yeah, that this, was, one person? this was a good review. Hitler. 
<laughs> oh, he's right. Me and Batman go way back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dark Knight's a good movie. It's a good movie. And uh, I'm sorry, Lou T. I'll, sorry, I'll really Lou. think about this from now on. Yeah, you should really go into, go into movies with an open mind, mm-hmm. PB. And, yeah. And realize that not, Real. just don't be a sheep. Yeah. Sometimes the main character is Hitler. Yeah. You don't even know it. And it doesn't matter if Heath Ledger had the acting performance of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter if doesn't he won matter. an Oscar. Yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for Critics Corner. Yeah, thank you, Critics Corner. You Critics, can go now. You can, you can leave. leave. Yeah, thank Critics you. Critics Corner is really ugly and scary. Yeah, dude. Kind of reminds me of the movie we saw today. It. Yeah. It oh, Chapter okay. 2. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll get into that after I go over my last four movies. Okay, please. I'll go through them quick. Ready or not. This is actually my favorite one out of all the movies I'm about to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, actually it's very close to Snowpiercer, but, uh, it's between those two, but I saw ready or not, which is a movie that's in theaters right now. And, uh, I don't think it's being talked about that much. No, definitely not. I have only seen like posters for it, like in other movie theaters. Yeah. And that's the only reason I knew about it. Um, but this was a treat. I yeah. enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it was going to. It was marketed as a horror movie, was not a horror movie, mm-hmm. um, straight up. So if you're scared of it, don't be. Uh, it was badass, dude. Yeah. It was a badass oh, movie. A badass film for a badass dude. Reminded me of like a Tarantino with a lot worse directing. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like... So like a movie. Yeah, yeah. It was like a Kill Bill type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, and this is Game Night. If you've seen Game Night, have you heard of Game Night? I've heard of Game Night. I have not seen it. Okay. Uh, Game Night's one of my favorite movies from last year. Mm-hmm. It is not a big boy movie, but I still no. enjoyed it um, heavily. And this game, this the premise of this movie is pretty similar because they both involve games that turn into murder fests. Oh, okay. Um, So I would like to proclaim that the Game Night Cinematic Universe has begun. Okay, sweet. We're gonna get that at a D twenty four next year. I assume they go up one every year. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, And by the way, Ouija, it's like the Hulk of this cinematic universe. Okay. It's it doesn't really count. Ouija? Yeah, it's like, it's like a horror movie. You know, Ouija boards. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so you say it, Ouija. I've also heard Ouija, and I've never been oh. sure, because it's spelled Ouija. I've never heard Ouija. It's spelled O-U-J-A. Yeah, true. It is spelled Ouija. It's spelled Ouija, and why I've always people, said Ouija. Why are people telling me it's called Ouija? I don't know. I Because they love Waluigi? What the the hilarious purple man? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Just everyone in my hometown yeah. called them Ouija boards. Oh, a Ouija board talks to ghost. A Ouija board talks to <laughs> talks Waluigi. To Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> just keep saying wah. I don't wah. <laughs> it's just W A W A. Why do we even have other letter- letters on this thing? <laughs> <laughs> just saying wah. Uh, then I saw. By the way, these ready or not, I saw ready or not. Then on the same day, I saw Only God Forgives, mm-hmm. which is a movie by the person who did Drive. Um, which is probably his and the neon demon. That's how BB knew him. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Nicholas Winding Riffin. Love Nicholas Winding Riffin. <laughs> this movie was like Drive because Ryan Gosling was in it, except it was about Thailand and fighting. Wow. So it should have been called Fight. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't call that, but I will. I gave it three stars, and I will say my favorite part of this movie was the random parts where the main characters would just start doing karaoke, 
and then they would move on. Oh, that sounds pretty fun. I'd yeah. watch that. And then the movie ended with the best karaoke song by far. So those okay. are my favorite parts. Yeah. Watch yourself. Uh, what was the movie called? I've already lost it. Only God Forgives. Only Watch God Only God Forgives. Forgives for the number one karaoke song of all time. Yes. the At the end, uh, which is also on Netflix with Snowpiercer. Mm. And they both came out in the same year, 2013. Wow. They were killing it in 2013. Yes. Uh, and then I saw The Game, which is an oldie. 1990s. Have you heard of this one, baby? I, it sounds familiar. It's starring Michael Michael uh, Douglas mm-hmm. and Sean Penn. Ant Man and Sean Penn. Yes, and uh, no one else. The and Spike Jones. Spike Jones was in this. Spike Jones was in it. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I didn't even realize that was that was Spike Jones. But yeah, Spike Jones is in it. Yeah. Uh, and it's by David Fincher. Everyone knows that David Fincher. He did the best movie of this decade. Yeah. The social networks. Social networks, <laughs> according to one friend I have, is the best movie of the decade, um, which I can't disprove if I'm being honest. Yeah. So maybe I guess we'll, it's true. Maybe we will on this cast. Yeah, we'll day. have to debunk that. We'll I'm, have to have an episode where we debunk. We'll probably the do our. Network. We'll do our favorite ups, favorite movies of the year at the end of the year, and mm-hmm. then since this is the end of the decade, we have to do our favorite movie. Oh, that's of the right. Decade. We're going into 2020. We'll start a new decade. Yeah, oh, it's going to be a long list. <laughs> I mean, every movie will be a Disney movie in the next 10 years, so it'll... Yeah, yeah it'll, be, it'll be easy. Yeah. It'll be easier. Um, yeah, this one was uh, good. This was one of those ones that was like twist, plot twist, plot twist, plot twist. Wow, they like kept twisting the plot? Yeah, it was just like over huh. and over and over. Um, a bit too much. I, I think I liked it a little less because Game Night actually stole the plot twist thing from this movie. Mm-hmm. So I already knew what was going to happen because my girlfriend was like, oh, by the way, they're stealing all this plot twist stuff from a movie called The Game. So I, that The Game got spoiled for me oh, in okay. that sentence. Um, and then I saw The Beach Bum this morning before we saw It Chapter 2. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, and it was good. I enjoyed it. And Matthew McConaughey... It's a movie from this year. It's on Hulu, and Matthew McConaughey plays a beach bum, and he is very different from when he usually acts. Matthew McConaughey is a different McConaughey? He's he, not interstellar he, he, McConaughey? He plays a fat, high b- man that goes on the beach. Oh, damn. But he's actually ripped. It's such a weird concept. He's actually ripped? He's actually rich. Oh, like he is a famous author who decided to just get high and like live in the Keys in Florida and mm. just like live on a boat. Oh, okay. And like do poetry. That sounds chill as hell. Yeah, it was a chill movie. Snoop Dogg was also in it, so you know oh, it's damn, chill. Damn, it's the chillest movie of all time. Mc- McConaughey and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yep, they I'm are. Surprised you didn't they, fall asleep. They're the titular buddies in this movie. They're the titular beach bums. Beach bums. Okay, but Snoop Dogg is not a beach bum. Oh, okay. He has decided to take his money and smoke a lot of weed with it of course and okay i'm i'm missing the fiction of this movie <laughs> yeah so it's basically just a documentary oh okay mm-hmm. <laughs> documentary about uh snoop dogg and his weed <laughs> and matthew mcconaughey and what he does because no one knows <laughs> yeah no one's ever seen mcconaughey like not doing that yeah exactly so. so there's nothing to prove that this isn't a documentary about what matthew mcconaughey does when he's mm-hmm. not on a movie all right john you ready for this i gotta go i got a good bit do it Okay, hold on. You have to. You have to say. You have to start out because we're going to transition. What you got to do is okay, you got to okay. say. Uh, so what did you think of it? So what did you think of it? What did I think of what, John? <laughs> <laughs> it chapter two. What chapter two? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> 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 
Yeah, if we saw the original It on here, I was so into making jokes about the original It and how it was called It. Yeah. I was like, did you see, someone would ask me, did you see It? And I'd just be like, did I see what? Yeah, no, I mean, that's the best joke. It's probably the best joke ever made, um, which is why I brought it out on this first episode of the podcast. People know where the, the level of comedy stands. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only unfortunate thing is it's all down from here mm-hmm. since I did just make the best joke. Um, I'm kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of taking the energy out of me because I'm oh. like, how do I top that joke? Well, let's just remember all the great moments in It Chapter 2. Oh, the, the movie chapter. we just watched. Oh. Okay, so let's start off by saying we'll get into spoilers later. So if you haven't seen It Chapter 2 yet, you could stay. You can yeah, stick around listening. for a second. Don't you go anywhere. I'm locked in this room. You have to be locked in here too. Yeah, and then we'll finish off the show with spoilers and you can exit out of the podcast and or just go to the end just pause it and go into the movie theater yeah yeah (laughs) i know you're listening to this on your way to see it chapter two of course of course um so bb this was the first you told me when we were going to the movie theaters you're like Mm -hmm. this is the first scary movie i'm going to see in theaters ever that is technically true i saw get out in theaters which is you know people scary which is a documentary yes um (laughs) it's you know Get Out isn't, it was marketed as a horror movie. I You could argue it's a horror movie. It's not insanely scary. It has scary moments, um, but it's also like a really good, well-written movie that mm-hmm. like, isn't it chapter two? <laughs> but basically, yeah, this, this is the first movie I've gone to that is like, there is nothing else going on. This movie is designed to be spooky and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And so the feeling I had... <laughs> going to this movie is like the feeling when i'm online for a roller coaster because i also don't like roller coasters i've been on a lot of roller coasters and every time i get online and i'm like well i'm gonna have to wait here for two hours and then uh (laughs) i'm gonna scary yeah and then i'm gonna do something scary and then it's gonna be over and i'm gonna say well don't know why I did that because yeah. I didn't have fun. And uh, that was it. Chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> it was a roller coaster. It chapter two was the entire it was the entire experience of being of me going on a roller coaster. It was if the roller coaster was two hours and the waiting in line was like nothing. Like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good description. Yeah. It was a long movie. It was three hours. This movie is like 13 minutes shorter than Avengers Endgame. Oh. which had 22 other movies building up to it. Yeah. And this, movie this one had, had one. one. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I could find the runtime on here, but I can't. It's, it's two hours I'm... and 49 minutes. Okay. I, I looked it up before we went. I wanted to like, know what I was in for. And then you started your timer at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Like, I started my stop. Come on, please. <laughs> I would check it every five minutes being like, oh, what's it going to end? Oh, please stop. Uh, were you spooked? I guess we'll start with that. Were you spooked? I guess. I was like... <laughs> Again, it was more the idea of it that had me spooked than anything else. Yeah. One, when the scares happened, I didn't think they were that scary. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a horror movie buff, so I don't I can't necessarily like compare it to other scary movies, but the sense I got is someone I don't even know if this is true, but it's like someone said, "What's a scary thing?" and everyone went, went around the room and listed a scary thing, and they're like, "All Clowns. right, it's in the movie." <laughs> What's a uh, a little like nasty bug monster with a baby face. It's in the movie. Uh, (laughs) Half a body uh, that's stumbling around. It's in the movie. Uh, What about like an eyeball that like crawls over a table? Oh, Oh, dude, it's in the movie. movie. I don't know. Like Stephen King. Yeah, we haven't read the book, so neither of us have read the book, so we don't know like how accurate the scares were or like 
the actual horror of it or if it was more of just like a plot thing and the scares came in production but it was just i i know that pennywise was supposed to be like this cosmic entity that that creates your worst fears or or just something that will scare you but it really really the movie felt like an excuse to just do as much random horror Creepy shit, shit as they could for three hours and then it ended and yeah <laughs> So the whole time I was there and I, it's also predictable too. Like, you know, when the jump scares are coming and they're all jump scares, like I would say there's no, there's very little genuine like horror in this movie. It's, yeah. I, I hate movies that do like the classic jump square scare, like twist thing where they're like playing music, playing music. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, the jump scare doesn't happen. And then it's like, no, it is. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like in the first half of the movie, they just do the scares. Yeah. And then as the movie goes on, they're like, okay, people are going to pick up on the fact exactly where these jump scares are going to happen. So they do the thing. They build up the tension. They release it and be like, oh, there's nothing here. And then like snap one second later, there's the scary thing. Yeah. We got you, didn't we? We But like every time they did that again, I was still like, okay, now it's going to happen. And it happened. And it wasn't always the thing that I thought was going to happen, but Overall, it was like it wasn't so much scary as it was just like waiting for the jump scares to be done. Yeah. Which wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, I I agree. I hate I hate scary movies that depend so much on jump scares. Mm-hmm. Like they could have I think it I I don't I don't remember it, it chapter one. I don't know if they're gonna rename it to that. Yeah. But, um I don't know if it chapter one had as many jump scares as this movie, but it felt like it didn't depend on that as much as this movie did. Mm-hmm. This movie really went, they were just like, all right, we got to make this so scary. Yeah. And it's like, I've, I haven't seen it. Chapter one. I, I don't have yeah. a great reference. You point read the plot it. though. I have, I do know the plot generally and like based on, on stuff. Okay. Please turn on the light. Brightness. Brightness. So I haven't seen it. Chapter one. I generally know what the plot is, um, but I, uh, based off of like the trailers that I saw of it, chapter one, which I just saw because I saw them, like the scenes in the trailers seemed like they were actual horror scenes and not jump scares. Like the thing that stands out to me is the projector one where they're flipping through the cards, oh, yeah, yeah, and it takes itself over and Pennywise appears in the pit. I'm like, that's like that's cool. That's an unsettling, scary yeah. thing to happen. That's not a big monster going blah in your face and you go, okay, there it is. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's like one of my favorite horror movies is aliens. And like, I'd say one of the most genuinely scary parts of that movie is they get trapped in a room with a face hugger and it's not really a jump scare, but the situation is scary because you're like, if this face hugger touches them, they're dead. Whereas it, everything is like arguably not real and so all they have to scare you with is, wow, here it is. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. This movie made me... So for background, I have seen It, Chapter 1, as you guys know, and I did not like it. I gave it two and a half stars out of five. Didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, my family was very upset at me. I saw it with my family, and they were like, that was a really good movie. And I was like, <laughs> ah, I was bored. I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was because Stranger Things was so hot at the time that I was just like, this is so clearly just trying to be Stranger Things yeah. again. Um, and then I, this movie made me like that movie more, though. Makes me want to like bump up my rating yeah. because I was like, well, at least the first movie was like, I don't know. It was it was just more than this. Yeah. It, 
It was just like, I, I don't even want to say I hated it or anything. It was, it ended and I was like, well, now I've seen that. Yeah. I'm not going to see it again. Yeah. Um, but there were parts I really liked that we'll get into later, I guess. Yeah. There, I would say there are some genuinely good parts yeah. that I thought worked, but overall, like if you're going to go see this movie, expect <laughs> every time, every time the audio gets really low, there's going to be a big thing that jumps out yeah. and screams. Yeah. Uh, and there's going to be some gross body horror. Uh, there's actually like a nice little reference to the thing, which I appreciated. Oh, really? Um, I haven't seen the thing. So you haven't seen the thing. That's I, that's a movie I really need to yeah, see. We should watch that. Cause really like that movie's disgusting, yeah. but it's also one of the few horror movies that I yeah. like. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I just hate jump scares so much. Yeah, like, I, I hate them too. I It's funny because I really like horror video games and I've like one of my favorite horror games is Dead Space 2, which does rely on jump scares a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, games are different because you're actually like in the yeah, yeah, in the yeah. driver's seat. But yeah, if I, I would say you don't have to see It Chapter 2 unless you saw the first one and you loved it and you just need to know how, how this ends. ends. Yeah. I Then yeah, by all means, go sit there for three hours. But if you're me... And you don't want to get on the roller coaster. There's no point in getting in line. Yeah. Because you don't want to be the guy who has to fucking walk out of the line. <laughs> be like, oh, you know what, guys? I actually don't uh, want to yeah, do this. And you have to don't. walk past everyone. And they're all like, I guess someone pushed out. <laughs> no, I just I didn't want to do it. I just uh, don't. I, please don't look at me. You're a pussy, man. Oh, Jesus. Oh, go back home. Yeah. We don't want you here. Yeah. That happens every time I go to an amusement park. I can't go to Six Flags anymore. We want anymore. real men here. Yeah. They, they all call me a beta as I'm walking out of the roller coaster line <laughs> that's how i felt at the end of this movie they were all yelling at me yeah um, yeah well everyone in the theater did actually chant like in time with each other john george is a beta yeah. which i thought was pretty cool that um, was pre- that was the best part of the movie it was really was well like, synchronized what the hell did I, I, I wasn't do? i didn't even know they were planning that but i joined right in I, like I just mean, got up to use the bathroom during the trailers and yeah. everyone was saying that yeah well <laughs> we <laughs> It, no one was watching the trailer for The Shining 2, so it was fine. <laughs> uh, the people next to us also talked a lot. I don't oh, know, yeah. There was a whispering. dude. The dude in the front, the row in front of us was just texting the whole time. Oh, shit. It's I like, see that's that. not like this isn't the time to be texting. Like, yeah. are you telling them what's happening in the movie? Yeah. There's not a lot of plot to convey through text message. Uh, yeah. Finn Wolfhard just turned into Bill Hader. Okay. Uh, so the zombie monster popped out from under the bed <laughs> and it screamed. I can't imagine the book is like this at all. I can't imagine. I think I think broad strokes, like plot wise, the yeah. book is probably the same, and I think probably the scenarios they have are the same. But yeah. I, my guess is that the scares themselves are probably different. Yeah. I mean, it's also harder to convey scares. I can't in a imagine book. Stephen King described a bug with a baby head. Yeah. In his book. Uh, well, let's get into spoilers so we don't have to, so we can discuss this baby head okay. bug further. Uh, so, spoilers time. It uh, is pause, the return. A pause. Uh, pause this podcast. Watch the movie right now, and we'll see it in three hours. It Chapter Two is the return of the It Boys, my favorite characters in any movie ever the It Boys and the It Girl. <laughs> the one It Girl. And, and they all hang out and, um, they all are adults now. They be, they grow up and they become the big boys. Yeah, twenty seven years. Children turn into adults. Who would have thought? Um, uh, yeah, I was but here we are. That. Yeah, that's a spoil. That's not a spoiler. You know they're adults now, right? <laughs> <laughs> you saw the movie. It's it's three hey, hours later. For now. people who don't watch trailers like me, mm-hmm. they don't want to know that. They don't want to know that that the adults are coming. I mean, but I should have. If I paid attention to the last one, I sh- because I do remember in the first one they were like. He comes back every 27 years, then I mm-hmm. should. I obviously, everyone should pick up that 
the next movie is going to take place yeah, in 2017. It's also how it happens in the book and how it happened in the TV yeah. movie. So I didn't see the TV movie. No, neither did I. But it, <laughs> of course, I've heard the plot of it. I've had it described to me. Um, I think a time jump is, it makes sense, I guess. But it was one of my least favorite parts of this movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense why this would be its own movie. The book is over a thousand pages long and it's in very two distinct sections. Yeah. So it's fine coming back for this one. Um, but yeah, so generally I thought the cast was good overall. Yeah. I A lot of Reddit was hyping up Bill Hader and it wasn't that Bill Hader was bad. I just don't think he did anything like so extraordinary in this one that yeah. I was like, oh, the, the performance of a lifetime. <laughs> it chapter two. You, it wasn't has, Barry. Has brought Bill Hader to the forefront of the acting realm. <laughs> it, he was just Bill Hader. He made jokes. You know, he had goofy glasses on. Um, I think James McAvoy was probably the best yeah, as definitely. far as his performance. Yeah. Um, I wish the Funhouse sequence had honestly been longer. Like yeah, the that was fun, cool. This is more towards the end. the middle. middle well, it was end. The, the end of middle like the second end. act or something. Yeah. Um, James McAvoy goes to a funhouse and you expect like, okay, this is where like the real horror sequence happens, right? Like there's so much stuff you can play around with in a funhouse. And then he literally just runs around the hall of mirrors and a child gets eaten and that's yeah. kind of it. But you know, I enjoyed his thing where he's trying to bargain with it and be like, don't take the kid, take me like that felt yeah. real. And I was like, Oh yeah. You know? And also James McAvoy did like, the most impressive American accent with a stutter that I've ever heard. Yeah, true. Like, did not even cross my mind for a moment that he's a British man. Dude, you give a kid, you give people a stutter, and I immediately feel for them for oh, some yeah. reason. Like that might be a dick move of me to like <laughs> treat them like. They, oh, look at him, uh, just little a James stutter. McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> just a wee stutter for yeah. this kid. I feel so bad. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, and you know Jessica Chastain, I thought was also good. Although she was, it was Jessica weird. Chastain. It was weird that her arc was like, wait, which one of them am I in love with? Yeah, that was her whole thing in the movie. Because essentially, they leave Derry for twenty-seven years, except for one of them. And basically, if you leave Derry while it is still alive, I guess you yeah. forget everything. Like you slowly start to forget any time you spent there. Like you forget about it and all the yeah. adventures you had with it. Um, memory erased basically you lose your memory and so when they all come back to Derry, they all start slowly getting their traumatic memories back and just uh, jessica chastain's whole thing is like oh i know i know one of these boys wrote me a poem and i kissed one of them on the <laughs> lips but but which one was it oh by the way james mcavoy cheated on his wife yeah james Jack mcavoy straight up cheated on his wife in this one so what she, the hell she thinks it's james mcavoy she's like clearly because he's hot he's the one that i he wrote mo wrote me the poem and that i kissed but it wasn't. And so randomly she just kisses him on the lips. And I expected after that for him to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm married. What was that about? Or her to be like, Oh, Didn't I'm sorry. Anything. I don't know what possessed me. Literally. They just look at each other for a second. And then someone goes, Oh no, next scene over here. And they never, no one mentions it again. <laughs> yeah. It was literally just a random moment. Yeah. They have like one earlier moment where they, you know, have a, like a cute like oh romantic moment yeah where he and, like catches her yeah he catches her when she falls yeah. and the dude who actually wrote her the poem is like what the fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. the dude just like looking at him like yeah what the hell it, they still just, like each other like you have one female character in this movie and like her whole thing is just figuring out like which boy yeah. she likes <laughs> and it's and making one cheat on his wife yeah and straight up like <laughs> just kissing a married man because she had a false memory. Yeah. <laughs> she remember like, oh, maybe it was him. Kiss. I guess it wasn't. 
Or maybe yeah. it was. Who knows? Next scene. I mean, she didn't know who wrote the note, though, in the first movie either. Oh, okay. Um, so she never knew either way. Yeah, so but she, she said she remembered a kiss. So oh, okay. So she didn't remember who she She kissed. said she remembered like a poem and she remembered a kiss, but she didn't remember Did who it was. I don't no, know. It was definitely not her and Ben. It was her and what's James McAvoy's character's name? Jane... I can't remember. Bill? Bill, 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 Bill. Okay. It was definitely her and Bill that kissed in the first movie, and Ben was just like oh. sulking. He was like, man. He was, but he was the one who wrote the poem? Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense then, I guess. Yeah, because I remember her being in the bathtub and being like, oh, Bill wrote me this poem. Oh, okay. Oh, I love Bill. Damn. Well, the fat kid got hot, as is the rule. Is there an implication that Jessica Chastain's character's dad is raping her? Yes, that's what I got out of that. Okay. I got that he was raping his daughter. Okay. They don't explicitly say it, but because the, they can't, the scene because they it's show like kids watch this movie. Yeah, it's it's creepy enough that you're like, okay, that's that's not right what's about to happen. Yeah, there's a heavy implication though. Yeah. Because he, he like sprays her with her her mom's perfume. Yeah, well he's the whole thing like, Oh, you look just like your mother yeah. and then he makes him her smell like her because he sprays her oh. perfume. You know, he's like, you're, like you're my little girl, which like is, it. you know, the, the yeah. rape dad thing to say in movies. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, everyone was coming back with some level of childhood trauma. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, what we were saying was this was basically Avengers Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> so the the main MacGuffin of the movie is I found these Native Americans, and they said if we all put uh, our lost childhood memories in this basket. Infinity Stones. Um, yeah, if we all put the Infinity Stones on the Infinity Gauntlet, we can basically just wish it out of existence. Yeah. And so and so they do without the time travel. Well, kind of with the time travel. Now that I think it's about with, it. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's even more because they're, it kind of is with the time travel. Yeah. They're like having flashbacks. And all I would say stuff. 100% this is the Avengers Endgame of, of it. Of it. <laughs> which is pretty bad because there's only two movies. It Chapter one was, mm-hmm. was Infinity War and then this is Endgame. Yeah. So, you know, they... They come back and the dude explains ancient Indian or Native American ritual. Uh, You have to get some token that reminds you of your childhood past. And we're all going to throw it in this bucket. We're going to burn it. And that'll like start the ritual that kills it, um, which gets a little muddled and is essentially just an excuse for everyone to split up on their own and have one individual horror scene each. Which made the movie long. Which extended the movie more than you feel like it should have, and uh, all the horror scenes were yeah. kind of whatever, and they were also confusing because they have flashbacks. Basically, like they go to wherever you know. For example, Bill Hader, his character goes to an arcade, and his token is literally an arcade token. Yeah, and but then we flash back to when he was a child, and then the horror scene happens there. And then it oh, also and then there's happens. another horror scene. There's in al- the it present. always happens as a kid, and then it happens as an adult. They did the okay. same thing for everybody. Okay, I like was blanking out at a certain point. Yeah, like they literally had the same formula for every kid they were going mm-hmm. through. Was like, okay, the kid is gonna have a horror horror scene where mm-hmm. there where it is coming to get them in the past, what which didn't occur yeah, in the and first And it defines movie. like what their token is essentially. Yeah, and then they go back to present time. They have a very similar horror scene. Yeah, and. Again, all those horror scenes are something jumping out and screaming. Of course. Um, I would say actually the scariest one was probably Eddie's, the the germs, like germaphobe oh, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because his was about cancer. His was, yeah, his was about cancer and 
honestly the most fear I felt during that entire movie because I hate like hospital stuff and I'm like yeah. really really scared of needles oh and so he goes into the basement of this pharmacy scared. and there's broken glass and needles all over the ground and he like trips and falls and I'm like oh no 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 yeah. like that was the most scared I felt and of course nothing came of yeah, that yeah. because that's not what they want you to be scared of what you're supposed to be scared of is the literal screaming zombie that's tied up in the basement yeah 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 uh, which represents cancer baby yes it's which, a metaphor which represents cancer and also represents a silly song that was in the movie Deadpool for no reason yeah I don't know why that this is something happened. we should examine I don't know why it happened baby I don't like I thought it was I assumed it was a call back to the last movie but you're saying it's not i don't remember anything about that song so he basically like there's a zombie it's called the leper like it's yeah you know it's a dude who has leprosy yeah. and he basically like starts choking it to death and when he kills it it like vomits black goop all over him and then uh, it starts playing a song it plays you're my angel my darling yeah, yeah, yeah. Angel. it plays that just for the amount of time that the zombie is vomiting and then it stops and nothing like that happens in, in the, the rest, rest of the movie. the movie. Yeah. And it's never brought up and it's never given any real significance. It's just like, like someone in the edit bay was like, Oh, it's It'd funny cool. when you play upbeat yeah. songs when a gross thing happens. Yeah. So what if we did that? And I think like, it was just a freak BB out, honestly, because he is so freaked out by this. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the most, challenging thing about yeah. this movie this is what's sticking with me after we've seen it <laughs> is what was that decision like what who made that choice and why was it kept in and yeah. what was the significance of it yeah well i imagine i don't know i have no clue what the significance of it yeah um but my one of my biggest i imagine in the book that they split they split up every person individually yeah i think the book because like that's a book thing to do right yeah. then everyone gets their own story but i think in the movie they should have tried to to do to, to 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 split some corners here just to uh, streamline it a little bit put two people together you can you can still advance two people's plot mm-hmm. if they're together they don't have to be separate yeah like put two of their tokens in the same place yeah. or something you know it's like i don't know like james mcavoy gets his bike back uh he buys it from stephen king who's in the movie yes uh, very good which cameo. is like a funny little yeah, scene yeah. also there are a lot of jokes in this movie yeah there are There are a lot of jokes for a horror movie because it's bill Hader. Yeah. Finn, finn wolfhard's character in the first one he was the jokester mm-hmm. um and honestly i don't think bill Hader did as good of a job to, as finn wolfhard did yeah well especially because his character canonically is a comedian he's yeah. a, a famous stand-up comedian yeah uh and so of course the whole movie he's making jokes i also thought it was funny that like all the kids grow up and they become super successful yeah they are all very They're successful all, people. like super wealthy and like you know again like another genuinely scary part of the movie was jessica chastain's story where she marries clearly some like super rich dude who's like an insane abuser yeah uh, and she kicks him in the face which was satisfying to see yeah um but I loved she's coming down the stairs and there's this massive portrait of her and her husband <laughs> and her husband's so pissed. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it it is strange. I guess that's kind of like Stephen King. There always has to be a writer character in a Stephen King book. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the movie was getting constantly getting meta because one of them was a writer and everyone's like, oh, all of your endings are bad. Yeah. And, you know. The, that was just you know the screenwriters or someone like jerking themselves off being yeah, like yeah. but our ending's gonna be good, good which <laughs> i don't agree with yeah the ending was kind of nothing yeah. ultimately um <laughs> but before we get there uh what was your favorite what kids like 
story arc was your favorite and which one was the worst one? The one that like actually came like full circle, I feel like. The one that actually like gave the character real true development or at least the most obvious one was Eddie, I feel like. Yeah. Because in yeah. the movie, they established, like, he's the most scared. He's terrified of taking risks. Oh, yeah. You know, there are multiple times where he can help someone and he doesn't because he's afraid. And then at the end of the movie, he does the big thing that doesn't kill it, <laughs> but it injures it yeah. enough to, like, you know, get him away from his friends. Yeah. Uh, and he ultimately like pays the price for that, yeah. which I don't know what that says. Like <laughs> if you're brave and save your friends, you will immediately die. Yeah, I guess so. You'll be stabbed through the chest and die. Eddie should have just done what he, <laughs> what he was doing before, which was nothing. Yeah. Because things turned out fine when he was doing nothing. Yeah. Anyways. Honestly, if he hadn't taken the risk, he probably would have been fine. Yeah. I guess it, Bill, Bill Hader would have been messed up or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he had like the most obvious complete arc. I mean, James McAvoy, I think. Actually, I take it back. James McAvoy had the best arc. Yeah, he now definitely I did. I, he definitely did. His I, I blanked on it, but yeah. So James McAvoy's thing is that he blames himself for Georgie getting abducted by it. And by the end of the movie, he has to come to terms with like, it's not really my fault. Like, just because I didn't want to play with him one day yeah. doesn't make me responsible for a demon eating him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think his was the best. I mean, Ben's was pretty bad, but he barely had a character arc. Yeah. Um, which was sad. Ben was the fat kid. Ben was the, the fat kid. Oh, not Ben, hot. not Ben. Um, I can't remember. Richie. No, not well. I liked Richie's a lot too. I, I Richie's just was too name, subtle. I said the name Richie, and I don't even remember which Richie one Richie is was. Bill Hader. Bill Hader was Richie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were just like subtly hinting like he's gay. When they should have just been like, he's gay. Oh, right? okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did like Rich- Richie's a lot, too. Because mm-hmm. he was like, I'm gay at the end. He didn't say it. Yeah, but, no. I, I sort of like, picked that I'm up. I'm proud of it. You know, they because he gets bullied for like allegedly being gay. But yeah. I feel like that was everyone in the 80s. Oh, yeah. That was just like their like go-to insult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, I mean... The I mean you Mike, can say Mike had the weakest Mike, arc. Yes, Mike. Yeah. That's what I was Because he kind he he was the only one who stayed in Derry. He was the one who was like, We have to do this ritual to defeat it. And then oops, this ritual actually requires that we all get killed or something. Yeah. Or it doesn't work. His fear was also like the thing he was fighting against was also the most fucked up thing because yeah. he burned his parents alive. Yeah. <laughs> and like they just didn't address it, basically. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they do it really quick, but I didn't pick... I assumed that was explained more in the first movie. Yeah, a little bit more. Um, but it, I, I just don't know what... They just, like, didn't complete that at all. They were like, hey, we can't we can't deal with this. This is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, because he reads the paper and it says, like, two crackheads burn in fire. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, it created that headline. That wasn't the real headline, but... Yeah. Yeah, he he didn't have a whole lot to do other than like bring everyone together. He never like reconciles like any of his fears other than just like, you know, everyone basically accepts we had trauma as kids and now we are over it. Uh yeah. that's ultimately like what it really is. Yeah. So it's not a clown. But I the thing I want to say, okay, let's talk the ending. Okay. Because uh they won by yelling at him and calling they him. They insulted a clown. it to death. 
um, they they were mean to him until he died. Uh, it sounds so much worse when you explain it to someone. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, the ending was so cool. They all got together and they were just yelling. They just clown, like clown. They shit clown. on him so much that he died. It was like I get it. I get what they were going yeah, for in yeah. the sense that like the idea is it lives in your head and if you don't let him scare you, then he has no power. Yeah. He's Tinkerbell, essentially. Um, and if the children don't believe in Tinkerbell, he shrivels up and becomes a little baby man. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, it was so the ending really, really went all out on the let's just do things that are scary, period. Yeah. Especially the three doors, you know. Oh, yeah. The scary. The scary doors scary. that are literally it, one says very scary. One says scary. One says not scary at all. Yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. They're all scary. Yeah. Well, we don't know if the door that was labeled scary was I bet actually it was. scary. But I bet it, it was scary. I'm maybe. almost certain it was scary. And so it was just one of those things where they're like, well, we have a few more ideas for things that are scary. So let's just put them in. Yeah. So let's like make a little dog that turns into a horrifying dog monster. Let's have a closet with a half a child in it, you know. Let's have people let's have a drown room. in yeah. blood. Let's and just a room full dirt. of blood. Um, <laughs> there was a "Here's Johnny" reference. Yeah, she was in the bathroom stall, and a guy comes in and yeah. goes, "Here's Johnny," and I was like, "Is that just because it's a Stephen, Stephen King? King, or was that something that happened in the last movie?" It's or? not. It okay. doesn't have anything. It was literally just the movie being like, "Remember The Shining?" <laughs> hey guys, I know you're watching it, but here's a good one for you. By the way, Doctor Sleep comes out in two months. Yeah, that's uh. So that's the bad way to reference a horror movie. The thing reference that I was talking about is the the head. Um, the the kid's head that grows all the spider legs. Oh, is that from the yeah, thing? Yeah, and then Bill Hader says, you've got to be fucking kidding me, which is... Uh, what in, they say in the yeah, thing. Yeah, in the thing is the there's literally a head that turns into a spider monster. Um, so That sounds I, like a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like a nice enough res- reference yeah. just as far as like, you know, uh, it, it wasn't someone jamming their head in a door and saying here's johnny <laughs> which there is literally nothing else that could be here's johnny i mean honestly every horror movie should have that if yeah. you think about it here's johnny by the way <laughs> yeah you just you know you're gonna go i mean i guess you go into the next uh what insidious movie and they're like oh god the the ghost is in the house hey here's johnny oh my god <laughs> is that from the shining <laughs> wow a horror classic <laughs> that's scary here in my house wow yeah so yeah it's literally i thought it was really funny because jessica chastain goes into this movie with uh, a white shirt and she comes out with a red shirt because she drowns in blood <laughs> yeah, yeah like her shirt is entirely red by the end of the movie um yeah but yeah it's uh, it's i'm gonna forget about it just like i forgot about it at chapter yeah, one yeah i don't think this movie is gonna stick around with me like i'm not gonna lose sleep over oh, it oh this is good much like the kids forgot once they left dairy i am going to slowly uh, forget about it and 27 years from now we're gonna watch the movie again <laughs> i'm gonna be like Wait, about this it. happened in the movie like, hold on hold on it's like a memory from a past life. <laughs> oh my, John, is this why you called me here? I don't even live in LA anymore. <laughs> Everyone's calling everyone together. You gotta, yeah. you gotta come back. We it's have to back. rewatch. It's like, of course it's back. You bought the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's 27 years old. How do you old? have a DVD player still? <laughs> yeah, I watch all movies. In movies my, are ingrained in my brain, in my brain now. <laughs> this isn't a USB brain chip. <laughs> How am I supposed to watch this on a TV? 
Okay, what would you rate this movie out of five, baby? Out of five? <sighs> I feel um, like that's what we should do every time. Give it a rating out of five. All right. I'm going to say like a, a two and a half. Two and a half for I'm you. Gonna, because like, again, I didn't hate it. Yeah. I think there were good parts of it, but it's it was kind of nothing. Yeah. Honestly, like it's a horror movie that exists exclusively to try and spook you. And there's nothing else to it. Yeah. So I'm going to say two and a half. It's completely innocuous. I will forget about it yeah. until 27 years from now. Well, I got to give it a two because I don't like it as much as the first one. And I gave the first one a two and a half. Oh, okay. Um, That's fair. But That's fair and balanced. Yeah, yeah. Other reasons uh, include... I hate movies where they... I mean, it's almost their fault that I don't like this movie because mm-hmm. they kept flashing back to like Finn Wolfhard and the kid cast. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I actually like this cast yeah, a lot more than good. the adult cast. <laughs> so they like it's their fault that I don't like this movie as much because they reminded me that yeah. the kid cast well, was so ultimately great. it's Stephen's King, Stephen King's fault for letting the children grow up in his yeah. novel. Stephen King. Yeah. I gave it two stars because of you. Notorious sex pervert Stephen King. Yep. Did you? Oh, I know this is. I'm sorry. I'm delaying this. The end of this podcast. But let's throw this out real quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the factoid that everyone throws out when they've read the the novel. It. Did you know that in the novel, it there is a scene when they are children where they all like run a train on the one girl. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That never made it into the movies, but it's always been in the back of my head. Like, is it gonna happen? Stephen King wrote that. He yeah, said, this is a good thing to put in my book. Yeah, I know. So maybe the bad things we should blame on Stephen King, ultimately. Yeah. So That uh, is insane that that happens yeah. in the book. Yeah, he was like, well, I only got one girl character. Yeah, and I've decided, an orgy. I've decided an essential plot point is that they all lose their virginity. So That's here we so go. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was worried because in some reviews I saw like I guess they had to stick to the book. I was kind of worried, oh mm. shit, they're gonna do that. No. <laughs> no, they wouldn't because <laughs> no one would watch this movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> Thank God they didn't. Yeah. Thank God they didn't. Well, it's over now. Sorry, it fans. Yeah, we didn't like it. Yeah, we didn't like it, and you're probably not gonna get another one to yeah. fix this one. It chapter three. I hope you're out there. Yeah, it chapter three. We didn't stay until after the credits. The so. it cinematic universe has just begun. Yeah. Maybe. We we don't know if if like I don't know, Pennywise like crawls out of the yeah. out of the ground or something. Exactly. Uh but yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast. Yeah. This has been the first ever episode of Big Boy Movies. Yeah. I hope you'll join us for a next the next one where we talk about hopefully a good movie that we yeah, like. We'll have to decide. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully a movie that's not a roller coaster. Yeah, we'll see. And uh yeah, until next time, stay big, you beautiful boys. <laughs>